Because you want to live in the forefront of your times, in ideals and in sacrifice, you have elected this. Live from Madrid's Boulevard, it's Paul and Reich. Welcome to the new Paul and Reich. When I say the new, I mean it's the latest. Hello, Hello there. And we, can I just say, can we say where we are? Yeah, of course we can. We're in the Virgin sort of VIP special people lounge in yeah. their boardroom, sitting down the end of a table that is designed for about 20 or 30 people. Yeah, this is the thing. Uh, now, now I'm going to Brisbane to say farewell to a mate of ours who's going to New Zealand. Mm-hmm. You're going to Melbourne. You're going to be on the telly, which people can look forward yes, to. Yes, yes. All right. So we just thought, why not meet at the airport? Yes, why not? I love the fact that we move the porn. Rage podcast around. We've Correct. done a couple of different Sydney locales. We've done the Hunter Valley. Now we're live from Sydney <laughs> yeah. Airport. Yeah. So my big thanks to Roger and the and the customer service people who are very nice at Virgin Australia. Mm. Uh, and now, do we do we have a wee talk about the getting into this building? This is one of those moments where I'm going to look. I know the story. So it's all about whether or not Rache Corbaz oh. wants to own up to her attempt to smuggle goods. <laughs> She okay. tried. She is a dirty smuggler. This is one of those moments where you feel like a story is funny enough that it needs to be shared. Let's put it this way, everyone: we're all going to learn something about <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> so we've uh, oh. r- we've rolled into the security check, and my bag's been pulled aside. And to be honest, I had fears that that was going to happen. Mm. Because as... Paul hair curlers. <laughs> no hair curlers. Oh, what, you seem a little sheepish. As Paul Murray very astutely observed when he was standing next to me, you don't have a vibrator in there, do you, Tom? Because <laughs> I'll put this to you, Australia. She was, she was sweating bullets. Sweating bullets. And, and I've gone, oh. that's not because it's a pair of male clippers. <laughs> I had these horrible visions because I'd completely forgotten there were cuticle clippers in there. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, the only thing that might look mildly suspect it's is... cylindrical and... Yes. Um, yeah, right. Now, all I'll ask, can I ask a couple of security yes, questions here? go for it. All right. Uh, metal or plastic? Plastic. Um, large or small? Small. But embarrassing enough that if it got whipped out, it, it would look like what it's yes. used for. And There's the no unfor- confusion. The unfortunate thing is that the lovely man who said to me that he had to search my bag and put gloves on, fair play. Um, <laughs> well, you never know what you're going to find in somebody's bag. I mean, could be nail clippers, could be, oh, a vibrator. But, of course, because it's quite quiet at the VIP lounge, not a lot of people coming in, no. everybody in security was eyes on the prize of my bag yeah. and I thought if it is what I think it is that they're going to pull out, I'm in strife and I have never breathed a greater sigh of relief than when the guy looked at me and says, did you maybe pack some cuticle clippers? Oh, oh God! Yeah. Oh, oh, thank God! Oh. Thank God! Yeah. <laughs> yes, the cuticle clippers! Yeah. The thing is though, I was already with a whole elaborate step-in plan. Okay, what was the step-in well, plan? Well, I was going to step in and go, look, obviously <laughs> we're going to have some fun. <laughs> All right? Obviously, we're going to have some fun. Let's not make a big deal of this. I was going to throw my body on the line that it was a thing. This is my fault. I asked her to bring Sorry, it with her. I didn't have room in my bag. I should have taken responsibility yeah, it's for mine. it. It's, it's mine. mine. She, I was going to go the whole Bangkok Hilton thing. 
But what I love about this is that you have actually got away with being able to smuggle a sex toy into an airport. Mm. You've got away with it. Mm. There's no need to admit it, but you have. (laughs) You're listening to Paul and Rach. Another feature of this lovely boardroom here is Mm. that they have a a camera on the landing area. Oh, wow. And we're literally, you watch the Virgin Planes land. Can I just say that our old boss, Jamie Angel, he would literally be to this video right now <laughs> because he is one of those, what do they call the planar files? Like sort of aero nuts or Aero something. nuts or whatever. He's one whatever. of the dudes that sits down with a, a, an exercise book uh, underneath the flight path and sort of documents which flights. Every time a flight goes over, he goes, 9.30 to Singapore. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> you know, just, I don't know what it is about those people. I have no like, idea what. I get the flying The machines are excited. beautiful. Yes, But 100%. why do you care where they're going? I know. And why are you interested in their flight timetable and why every time... You you know, I mean, it's quite. I, I do have a real appreciation for people who have a genuine passion about something, whatever it is. Yeah. I love the idea that you would be so excited about one thing in particular. This is going to be threaded through the entire <laughs> podcast. No, no, not at all. What? What? How do you judge me? <laughs> but the plane thing, I get the the marvel of aviation. Mm, yeah. But but I just don't understand what's exciting about sort of look like there is a footage of a, a virgin plane sort of can you know, take off or taxiing? taxiing or whatever it is and this would literally be porn for some people yeah that's very true yeah it's not my thing it's no, not my thing like no. i you know i uh, i'm trying to think what my hobbies are pornography <laughs> that'd be as close to a regular non-work related activity as there could be i had a really awesome week this week Did you? um it's been a bit of a five-star week you've been in canberra you i you are a bit of a celeb down in canberra aren't you because you show pm live 9 p.m on sky news check mwah, it out is watched by a lot of important people you got a lot of important people on the show as mm, well mm. canberra's very aware of you p murray also and- it's a p murray town oh it's, it's a, a p, p. murray town yeah. like you know you know we walk the streets of <laughs> Sydney, who are these people? Canberra. Oh, it is on. And you got a little bit of a... You got a little shout-out in question time. Exactly. Yeah, it was, well, because well, I went with I went with uh, Gary Hardgrave, who mm-hmm. is a former Liberal MP, and whenever a uh, uh, um, former MP goes to the Parliament, they recognise them. Mm-hmm. So... I'm just sitting there and they've recognised the Mongolian mining people <laughs> yes. who were there and they're to my right mm-hmm. and Gary's to my left. But, of course, I'm little uh, little Aussie battler mm. who doesn't get mentioned in the parliament. I mean, it was oh. just a terrible... But little did you know, I mean, Bronny Bish, when yeah. she's looked up at Gary, she's given it a bit of a, oh, P. Murray, I love your work! G'day, everyone! <laughs> G'day! But what's been lovely is, is that... People tell you all of the secrets of Parliament House and the people that you get to meet are all awesome and they're, they're, they're really nice. I mean, don't get me wrong, I still shit can them when they do things that yep, are wrong. Yep. Uh, that's the whole point of the game. But just like here... You know, we and I'm actually eating the you fries. Are as you are actually eating the, while uh, we're doing the podcast. Well, it would be rude not to. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the uh, the you know you learn about the nooks and crannies of Parliament House, mm-hmm. secret doors, secret this, secret that. Are Two things I wanted to tell you about. Yeah. The in the basement area. Yeah. You can go down to the basement area, and it looks like sort of that Austin Powers like. <gasps> underneath lair thing where there's a whole substructure of stuff and there's actually a jail cell down there. 
Oh, really? See, long story short, but if you ultimately lie to the parliament and everyone votes, yeah. the parliament has the power to arrest you. Why didn't they put Craig Thompson down there? Guess where he might be going. Oh, yeah! <laughs> that would be great! Yeah. But currently, because obviously it's never been used, mm. um, because they all lie to parliament, yep. is that it's never been used. Uh, I saw it and it's currently filled with copying paper. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a storeroom. It's their reflex storage room. Yeah, correct. So what, I mean, is it is it bomb-proof? Is it for everybody to go down in the event of a bomb? Like what else the, apart from the jail is down that's there? That's the thing. There's, there's little safety and security rooms, mm-hmm. but also because it was built in the 80s, before the world of email, oh. they have on the roof... This um, this sort of conveyor belt system that is you know tubes you know like if if you put oh, something in the wall like how they do it woolly at Kmart when they have to get, yeah, the, get the money, money in and tum- suck it <laughs> yeah really so they have one of those so basically so you'll be downstairs and you'll see because <gasps> paper is just running from side to side so it's this whole sort of oh, network cool. of stuff but then Rachel Corbin yeah I would like to take you to a special place that only a few know about. What? It's called the meditation room. Oh, get out. Now, the meditation room (laughs) that was built in the 1980s is uh, higher than level two. So level one, level two, roof. Mm. So think of, you know, your your grass roof of Parliament House. Mm -hmm. There is only one lift that goes to the M floor. There is one door in. It's like being John Malkovich. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. One door in, one door out, Mm. and it is the meditation room. When you get to the meditation room, understandably silent like one of the most silent rooms I've ever been in and then there's one sort of pod like a waiting room pod and then another waiting room pod and a third waiting room pod this is where people have sex at parliament (laughs) is this your wait no 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 no. the 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 not so open the, the open secret is there aren't too many people who are sitting around praying to baby Jeebus in Parliament. So the informal rule is if you want to get one away, you want to get one away in silence, just go up to the meditation room. No. And I know three people who've done it. No. Three people who've done it. And I can also confirm to you that the couches are filthy. Oh. Filthy. <laughs> so you know, like a meditation room, I've gone, why are there stains in here? Oh, God. And that's when I was told by my guide... That the room is it's, mainly used for the getting one away. It's a UV light special. Absolutely. Bring there is UV one light in, in federal there. parliament. <gasps> so what, I mean, and the little waiting rooms, I mean, can you lock the door? No, 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 no. So, so basically you sort of, uh, I'm trying to think, sort of imagine three little sort of crescent moons, yeah. right? And they're three separate booths that you take a couple of steps down. So they're private. Yeah. They're absolutely private. Yeah. You want to go to this joint now. I totally <laughs> want to go to this joint. i got something in my bag that could go in guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. Now, I uh, went to the Biennale of oh, Sydney. Biennale. It opens this weekend, but I managed to get a few uh, guest passes oh. to check it out before it opens. I'm telling you, kids, you want to live the five-star lifestyle, punch <laughs> out a podcast. <laughs> the radio. I do. I've seriously been somebody else's plus one. It had nothing to do with me. So I went to uh, check it out. Now, to be honest... This has got to be the only way to go and see something like this because mm. no crowds, you you know, you can whiz straight through it. 
And did the, you do it quick or did you like remember the map thing a couple yeah, of weeks ago? Yeah, the map thing you did in 10 minutes. No, no, no. We wandered through at a, at a pretty uh, natural pace. But the problem was that there were a few little art things. And as you know, art is very subjective. Some mm. of the little things on the tour were fabulous. There was this one where everything was interactive. So it was all based on gym equipment ah. and it was all hooked up to these pulley systems that were sort of like, it felt like a bit you were in a, a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory machine. It sounds like Questacon. It, it's it's exactly like that. And to be honest, when you were in there, everybody was having so much fun. You'd you'd push these machines and it would blow bubbles over there or pour water down awesome. there. Or, you know, it, it was fun. And, and watching everybody engage with it was one of those things where you thought, now this is what art should be, yeah. where everybody has a really fun time and engages. But then there were some other pieces like your classic video art installation. I'm done with this shit. Please, I'm done. Exactly. I'm so done it with this shit. It was a real achievement to be able to put a dolphin torch under your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and film it when it was videotaped and then have yeah. a second head appear go, yeah. wow. But when you can punch it out on your iPhone. Oh, totally. And also it's all a little bit too earnest. Like there was yeah. one video installation there where it's a bunch of people in Lycra dancing to sort of, a, 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 you know, weird music. Then we walked into another room and we're sort of looking at this kind of cityscape and we're thinking, oh, okay, this might be good. And then this guy walks across who's a little bit sort of overweight and looking a bit lost and goes... I have no concept of time. Right, well, that'll be me done. Thank you. Thank you very much. So you see some of these installations and pieces and it says on the door, you know, in high traffic times, there will be quite a significant wait. And then you get up. Like Wonderland. Like Wonderland. There'll there'll be one and a half hours to the bush beat. (laughs) Exactly. Or to the complaints queue. Um, (laughs) So, you know, you get to the line and and you think to yourself, well, if this wasn't an empty day, there would be a line. And when you get into the piece of art and it's a pile of shit, yep. you think, thank Christ I wasn't waiting 45 minutes for this, you know, for this piece of art. Well, but also, that's the thing. We know that the queue that goes for an hour and a half, as we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, to go and see Dave, mm-hmm. that's to see Dave. Yes. Just a generic, you've never heard of it, what's around this corner, mm-hmm. that can... Well, because it's luck of the draw, right? You've got no idea what you're turning up to. And if you don't know much about art, I mean, you can have all the programs in the world that detail the art and what that... I don't give it... I don't know. I don't know what your bloody mixed media piece of shit is that I'm walking into. And I don't care. I don't care. I might love it, I might hate it. But the one thing that there was there is they have... um, There's a lot of tunnels on Cockatoo Island and... um, Did you get one away? No, I didn't get one. Did you try to meditation room it? No, I didn't. Did you spend a little time in the uh, the MR? I didn't. They have turned one of the tunnels into a ghost train. Oh. And they've made one of those little toy trains, basically, that you can sit on 12 people at a time <laughs> and you go into this tiny tunnel, which is cool to walk through wow. at the best of times, but they've made it this little ghost train. Now, when I saw that and I saw people sitting in there and we can, you know, go and see it without having to wait in a two-hour queue. All in. I'm all in. All I'm in. all in. This of all the things on the island right now is going to be what our Corbett wants to get in and around. I'm loving this idea. <laughs> I want to get on the ghost train, get... Get me in that tunnel immediately. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, we're waiting, we're all excited, we get on the train, it finally backs out, we can see smoke coming out of the tunnel, they've got like the dry ice going, there's guys coming out in sort of full suits and they've got like earmuffs on, I'm thinking this is going to be awesome. <laughs> so we get on the train and we're sitting there and I'm all excited, I'm taking shots of us, we're getting all chuffed and the doors open and in we go and it's all dark and you're flying through and you can't see anything and it's so exciting and we stop at the first stop. And it's this little red lamp that's blinking and some music in the background and a bit of smoke. 
<laughs> and then the train moves off and we stop at the next red blinking light and it's a sort of soundtrack of somebody going, <laughs> and then we move on to the next stop and it's another red blinking light and it's sort of a thunder crack sound and a bit of light and then we move on to the next red light and the door's f***ing open. <laughs> and like, what a f***ing letdown. Yeah, correct. What an incredible letdown. And can you imagine? I had to wait there for 20 minutes and that's it. And I got to the other side yeah. and I said, that was the most underwhelming thing I've ever been on in my life. Imagine standing in a line mm. for two hours waiting to get on the ghost train that promises the world and then you come out the other side and it's been a couple of blinking lamps they bought at Kmart for $2.50. Somebody going, woo, and that's it. Now you know what it feels like to be a bloke who's put in effort all night long. <laughs> I need to go home alone. <laughs> Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Now, Rache. Yeah. Um, forgive me, I, I just, Canberra's my week, okay? I so I'm happy to hear these stories yeah. because I know, I just know that you would have been wandering through town with your little suit on, just <laughs> being like, hey, yo, dude, how's it going? You would have just been yeah. the man about town there. It, was it would nice. have been awesome. It was one of the, oh, I love you. It, <laughs> it was one of those weeks where you just, you know, it's just, it's kind of one what you hoped for for a stitch in time. Yeah, it was one of those weeks. You just go. It was. A, it was this is a good week. Yeah. Well, when you're sitting there doing your show every night, you know, you know, obviously, you get the numbers through. You know, a lot of people watch it, but you don't know who watches it and how no. important it is to people and whether the people that you talk about every night in Canberra and all of the stuff in the political world, whether they even give a shit. So when you turn up and they do, it's fantastic. Well, and, and including a couple of people that I've had a go at over the while, uh, uh, oh. Craig Emerson who is a former Labor MP mm -hmm. uh, and former minister with Julia Gillard. He called himself, uh, I called him on the air all the time, Minister Tool, because yeah. I couldn't stand him. <laughs> yep. Anyway, ran into him in the corridors. Oh, and uh, I'm there with Gary, who equally had said some nasty things. Gary Hardgrave, former Liberal member from Queensland. And, uh, and Craig, who's also from Queensland, says to Gary, you've said some unpleasant things to me over the years. <laughs> and then turns to me and looks at me and the hate in his <gasps> eyes when he says, and so have you. And I looked at him and said, well, you're <laughs> turned around and walked off and he said, well, I love you too. Because clearly nobody in that oh. building mm. actually goes, F*** you. Yeah, exactly. Like, to the face, exactly. middle of the eyes. So he was shocked. Ain't you good. And I mean, stand your ground, as you should be. But there was a couple of times where um, I was a little bit nervous and a bit overwhelmed, mm -hmm. including a couple of times. As you know, I don't drink. I did a bit this week, though. Did you? Because when you're at a dinner of a lot of important people or mm. people that, look, let's be honest, you want to impress, mm. they all start drinking wine, 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 wine. They've all brought bottles themselves. Mm. And they say, would you like a glass, mate? I feel a little bit like you're the guest at their party. They're being really nice to you. I can't say, no, no, I'll just get a Coke. Okay, here is here is my issue with this. Usually I would say to you, 
you know, just stand your ground and say, no, I want a Coke. Because and if you don't, I do. Exactly, because if you don't drink, then who cares? Yeah, I've always had a big issue with people who say at dinner, I don't want anything to drink, and somebody turns around and goes, oh, why not, mate? You wuss, you know, what do you do? You think, if you don't want to drink, what, what do you need somebody to join you so that you feel good about your alcoholism? But <laughs> I can understand in this situation where you're sort of in the midst of a lot of important people, there are a lot of nice bottles of wine flying Correct. around, I can imagine. You feel like joining the party. But also, you feel like this is a room of adults mm-hmm. doing very adult things mm-hmm. and, you know, a time to step up. Mm-hmm. That said, though, you know, a couple of little policy conversations, this, that and the other. Yep. And then you know what P. Murray did? What? Let's tell the stripper story. <laughs> <laughs> Let's tell about going to Las Vegas oh. and living it up like a king. I have heard this story and holy hell, there will be some men in that room that will be changed forever. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Oh, yeah, we're on Twitter, by the way, at Paul and Rach. Oh, do you do any tweeting? I never do. Well, I thought it was linked to the thing. Oh, no, to the Do you the want Facebook. me to take over the Twitter? Yeah, can you do okay. that? You know I'm terrible at Twitter. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> but you're beautiful at so much more. By the way, you look hot today. What? Really? You I'm look, very casual. No, you look pretty <gasps> as. Oh, yeah, P. Murray. And I know it's in your bag, so. <laughs> Sexy weekend time. Uh, I wanted to show you a photo of something because during the week, uh, ladies will know, I've done a lot of oversharing, let me just begin by saying this. No. I know, I've done the gear at the beginning, which I probably didn't need to let anybody know, and here hey, I'm going to say. don't regret. I don't, I'm going to probably regret this more than I'm going to regret the vibrator gear. Bring it on. <laughs> Because ladies will understand and men will probably not want to know. Thrush is a part of every woman's life. (laughs) Can I represent the men at this point? (laughs) It is a part of every lady's life. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't mean that there's any major problems going on. It's part of the side effects of... It, it's part of the, unfortunately, it's part of the side effects of sexual intercourse is yes. what it is. Yes. So, you know, while you can be having a lovely old time with your partner, unfortunately, <laughs> you know, baby Jeebus up there says, you're not married, sweetheart. You know what I'm going to do? Do something bad to your <laughs> <laughs> So I went to Le Chemist this week. Now, God, even though it is something... And they said the usual. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it is something that happens all the time, it's not something to be embarrassed about. Yeah. It shouldn't be a drama for some reason. Yes, of course. It's still embarrassing. Because they can't come up with... Surely they I'm sure there's a proper medical term or mm. something, you know, like something, a comia or something. Yeah, yeah. But surely there's a way of saying it that's saying... Um, um, what rhymes with rush? <laughs> yeah, well... Um, I've got it. <laughs> I also, it's not a prescription med, so you have to go up and you have to ask for it. You don't hand over oh, the Oh, and you get judgy eyes. You get judgy eyes. The problem is that if there are anybody, any other people around in the chemist, it's always embarrassing. So I've gone into the chemist, which for some reason was a chemist and a news agent. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't know why. So I've gone up to the chemist section of the news agent. And there is a lady who is the pharmacist there talking to a very attractive man. And they're having a discussion about something and uh, one of the young ladies walked out and so I thought, okay, I'll just ask this lady because she's coming out from within the pharmacist section. I'm sure she understands. And so I said to her, I just asked her a few questions about whether it was best to go for a pill option or a cream (laughs) option. Now, the lady said to me, oh, God, I don't really know that. So you're going to have to actually ask the pharmacist. And I 
I thought, okay, all right, no worries. So I'm thinking, okay, well, I'll just wait until the pharmacist has finished her conversation with the incredibly attractive man who's standing there and then I'll ask her. So hang on. So you didn't ask a pharmacist about thrush. You asked the person who sells the lotto tickets. (laughs) No. (laughs) I asked the lady that was there with a name badge on and was coming out of the pharmacy section. So, okay, plausible deniability. Exactly. Fair enough. So instead of... Wait, so I thought, I'll just wait here until they finish their conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the pharmacist had heard the young lady with the name badge say that she needed to speak to me. And so she turned to me and said, what can I help you with, sweetheart? As she's standing in front of the man. And I was like, um, <clears throat> I, uh, I just wondered whether um, I should <laughs> use a pill or cream for something that I have a... Pro- anyway, she sort of clocked on to the fact that I was trying to be really poorly, you know, um, sort of surreptitious about fumbling about, about like a teenager with his first bra. Exactly. And so she crept over to me, uh, realising the problem that I had. Then she was only less than a metre away from this attractive man. She puts her hand up to her mouth like she's telling me a secret. <laughs> yeah. And she said, have you got thrush? <laughs> <laughs> I said, uh, yes. And so she uh, she talked me oh. through the process the entire time with the hand up on her b- beside her mouth. She wasn't whispering, though, was she? <laughs> she was whispering. Oh, right, because I'm thinking this is a bit weird if she's just talking like this. No, but she was whispering at a level that was completely audible, audible by yeah. the guy. Plus, she's got a hand up in front of her face. Yeah, correct. So then she says, well, you know, I think you should go with the pill option, but the caniston stuff is quite expensive, so yes. I'll give you a generic brand. I said, that's fine with me. Always happy with the generic yeah, brand. I love a generic brand. Who now, cares? I've taken a photo of the generic brand. Because oh, 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 I was worried. <laughs> thought you were going to say the affected area. <laughs> because apparently when you have, uh, you know, lady issues like this, mm. usually you get the you know, generic brand and it's just, you know, chemist's own or something, you yeah, know, it's something yeah. you don't you don't worry about. Chemist's own lady parts cream. Exactly. Apparently when you buy things for thrush that are... Please stop saying the I'm word. Sorry, I'm, like, sorry. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just one of those things like... You know when when you see like a guy uh, in those skateboarding videos who hits himself in the nuts and you go, oh, that's me. I don't have lady parts. The word is okay, doing this is to doing me. It's doing that to you. Okay, well, then you're really going to like what apparently money can buy you when you're not buying the generic brand because when you buy the pharmaceutical grade brand, the stuff that has all of the important packaging, you don't get a product that is called this. <laughs> <laughs> it is simply called Thrush. <laughs> Let me tell you thrush. that because this was a chemist slash news agent, the pharmacist gave me thrush <laughs> and then told me to go up to the news agent section oh, pay to it. pay for it. Oh. So I had to put thrush down on the counter next to somebody who was buying lotto tickets <laughs> and buy this at the f***ing shop. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Truffle fries. (laughs) (laughs) By now, you know we're on Facebook as well. Just go searching for Paul Andrade. Mm. Last weekend, uh, I went to Wet n Wild. Oh, yeah, that's right. Love Wet n Wild. I haven't been yet. Can we go? Yeah, absolutely. I'll take you through the week (gasps) and we will go. But what was just... Oh, it's wonderful. Mm. Is I've got uh, I've got many little nieces and nephews in my life. Mm -hmm. But at the moment, I've got uh, uh, my twin... 
nephews, that's the best way to put it, mm-hmm. of, uh, of Thomas and Ryan. Love their little love their little socks off as well as their brother Aiden. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got to spread it around. Yes, absolutely. You learn this after a while. Yes. There's no favourites. Yes. Anyway, Thomas and Ryan are in year seven. Mm-hmm. And the whole point of going, they had been like ten times yeah. this summer because we got them one of those passes for Christmas oh, yeah, yeah. where you can go all the time. Mm. And each time they try to do more rides... <sighs> than they had done the time before. So more different types of rides or just rides more times? Just more times. Okay, so right. it's like the first time they went on 10 slides uh-huh. and then it was 12 slides. Mm-hmm. And then Uncle Paul steps oh. in. And Uncle Paul, and I'm sorry, I, I sound a little bit like a wanker talking about going to Canberra and sitting in the VIP lounges and all the rest of it. But I was able to pull in a favour with uh, some of the people I know at the park. They give you these little passes uh-huh. that mean you don't have to queue. Oh. So, Uncle Paul. Uncle Paulie. Uncle Paul. Uncle Paulie has parted the oh. seas of humans. You are wet and wild Moses. Correct. And they have gone from, you know, like they were so excited that they got 13 rides. <gasps> Friday, we turn up at 5 o'clock and the park closes at 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. 23 rides oh my is what they God. just smashed. But what was awesome, and the reason I tell the story is, do you remember that time in your life, and it probably was that sort of year seven, eight and nine uh-huh. kind of thing, where you didn't give a shit about anything yeah. and it just was about playing or going mm-hmm. as hard as you can. Mm-hmm. Remember at Wonderland, mm. it like now, if you went to Wonderland... Mm. We'd all be rooted after like an hour and a half of oh. walking about. And oh, blah, blah, blah. easy. You're in year seven. Oh. You can go from one end to the other, up, down. You'll go for 11 hours. Yeah, easy. I can still remember around about year seven or year eight. You know, I love a good story about Christy Williamson. She's back again. Hey, Her and I rode the demon nine times in a row. Oh, Loved it. Just kept going Couldn't and going get and going. Of it. Yes. You get me on the bush beast a million times. Oh. I'll go around until I'm sick, P. Murray. <laughs> it's the best. It's it is the best. so good. Do you know what? the other kind of crappy ride that I used to love at Australia's Wonderland was, do you remember the Ampole cars? They yes, would go yes. around on the tracks, but you would pretend to, to drive. drive. Well, I used to do the thing where just before it would make like a big left hand or right hand turn, I'd spin the wheel the other way of to course. try and bounce it off the thing. <laughs> of course. Funnily enough, that's still how you drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. Just had a quick toilet break. Oh, and wasn't it a good one? It was a lovely one. Fragrant. Oh, very fragrant. Lovely toilets here at the VIP lounge at Virgin. Yeah, if, if the only reason you fly with Virgin is just for their shit, To is. go to the toilet. <laughs> Although I do realise when I was in there that I have a bit of an irrational fear mm. of Desable toilets. Oh, I thought you were going to give a toilet thrush. <laughs> no. <laughs> Haven't I really opened a Pandora's box of my life today? I think technically speaking, <laughs> you're the reason why people clean the seat. <laughs> Here's oh. me thinking you're all the clean and oh lovely one. Something tells me I'm going to listen back to this as I edit it and regret so much of it. <laughs> if but- this podcast is mostly me, Rach told some <laughs> awesome stories this week. I have a fear of disabled toilets. I love the fact that there's room. I love the fact that you can get a little comfy and spacious. Well, you know they're not for you. Well, I know they're not for okay. me. But this some- is, I know a lot of people just go, oh, well, this is just my, this is my one. My room. Yeah. But sometimes there's no other yeah, choice. Yeah. Yeah. The problem I have with the disabled toilet, and I understand that this is important for people who are disabled, but there is so much space between the toilet and the door. It's weird. That I constantly fear I haven't locked it. <laughs> and I have a movie playing through in my mind yeah. the entire time I am going to it, which involves 
somebody from said office or VIP lounge or shopping centre just opening the door and me not having the ability to cover myself up because essentially you're just sitting there on display on the throne with very little ability to just stick your foot out and shut the door. See, okay, I'm going to give you a little life lesson Mm -hmm. that's going to save you all of this anxiety. Amazing. All right. Rather than you being worried about somebody coming in and seeing you with your dax down, mm-hmm. my theory is if you see that, that's your fault. <laughs> okay. So yeah. my thing is, you know, I've seen this before. Yeah. I don't need to get this image out of my head. <laughs> yeah. But if somebody just barged into a disabled toilet yep. and saw you yep. just, you know, with warm ankles and you know, <laughs> sitting there desperately going, I hope this finishes so nobody sees me. <laughs> yeah. That's the image in their head. Okay. So see, so you have now been freed. Who cares? Then also, do they sort of think, oh my God, I just walked in on a poor disabled person. <laughs> With Ron. Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Rachie. Yes. Sexy Rachel. Hi. Hi, Z. Hi, Z. Hi, Z. Hi, Z. I like talking loud now because if anyone was listening to us in the car, they've turned it up, turned it up, oh, yeah. and now boom. Oh, boom. In your ears. Sorry about that, gang. Uh, one final unrelatable story from my unrelatable week. Yes, I love this. <laughs> now, uh, Thursday night just gone was the Astra Awards there, the Foxtel <gasps> Logies. Let me just stop by saying you looked suave oh, in the sweet. suit and glasses combination. Let's put think? it up on the old Instagram what? or the Facebook or whatever because you were I thought you looked great. Thank you, sweetie. Really cute. Just do a bit of hot or not. Oh, it was hot. Oh, really, really, really good. Because yep, I was nervous it. about because I, I do have reading glasses and I went, well... I th- why not? Looked Rock great. the red carpet Looked with a bit of great. that. Looked great. Thank you, sweetie. Mm. Well, what's what's sort of, you know, as, as everyone knows, like you do the red carpet and I'll be honest, I don't want to do the red carpet. You get told by like the Sky News people or the Foxtel people or whatever, mm-hmm. you're nominated, you've got to do the red mm-hmm. carpet. Oh, but I don't want to. I feel mm. uncomfortable. Mm. No, you've got to do it. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, yeah, admittedly, they're not going to shoot you if you don't. Exactly. But it is expected that you do. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Now, as you know, we've done this before. It's a very weird experience because obviously they're not there to look at me. Mm-hmm. They're there for Jennifer, Jennifer Hawkins, Hawkins who, oh, wow. See, the photos didn't do much, oh. but they were saying that she looked like a goddess. Real life, amazing. Really? And she had this dress that scooped right down to basically oh, the top crack. of the oh. butt crack. Um, and it was just fantastic, oh, just wonderful. Goodness gracious. So good on the Australian designer, and that's why I'm saying <laughs> that. It was wonderful for that reason. But as you know, you've got to go through and you've got to have your photo taken. Mm-hmm. And because there's a million photographers there for Jennifer Hawkins, mm-hmm. they decide, they pick and choose. Yep. Now, I think we all know where I'm going here, where quite obviously there are a couple of people who are polite and go click, click. There are a couple of people who just sort of look down and don't look at you. Mm-hmm. There was one bloke. He's a famous paparazzi guy in uh, in Sydney. I have no idea what his name is. And he was the only one who, while looking up, realised it was me and said, no. Oh, oh God. I'm, going, I'm not asking. I, like, I'm not asking yeah. you to take a photo of me. You know, the only thing worse than that, and, you know, I did a show for the last couple of years uh, with Jules Schiller and Merrick Watts, mm. and we did a couple of red carpet events, and Jules and I would always joke about it because there was that moment we'd go down as a team, the three of us, on the carpet, and then invariably it would get to the point where people would take a few photos, be polite, and then they'd pretty much all go, can we just get one with Merrick on his own? <laughs> <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrache.com.au.
Right you, right you, rot you, roo. Polwani nununi. Yes. <laughs> now, a uh, little serious talk time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so oh. I don't know. Is there a theme? Do we do serious talk? Oh, what? do you want me to find um, one quickly? Yeah, all right. Okay, okay. this is going to this is going to happen live because I'm just going to be picking the first thing okay. uh, that comes to me. So this could go terribly wrong. Do you want me to help pat it out from here? Okay, yep. All yep. right, yeah, all right. This is the theme as found by Rachel Corbett for Paul and Rachel's Serious Talk Time. <laughs> <laughs> I think we used that for tech time a couple of weeks ago. What about this one? Oh, well, all right. Well, <laughs> okay. the baseball's coming to town. <laughs> all right. Now, I've got to say, mm. I can't believe some of the bitching and whinging that people have had this week because the Rolling Stones pulled the pin on oh, their tour. Can you believe? Now, why what? is anybody oh. assuming that anything else would happen? If your partner committed suicide, please, please. you're going to go to work the next yeah. day? Give me a break. But also, but also, you know, there were TV reporters and entertainment people saying, oh, the show must go on. Oh, and, come and Mick on. Jagger's going to. It's like, you know what? It doesn't matter. No. Like, they'll come back. Yeah. The tickets will be honoured. I mean, quite obviously, they're, they're not going to die anytime soon. They're yeah. around 160. If but Keith Richards hasn't died yet, <laughs> yeah, he yeah. is not going to die for a while. They're coming back. But it just, I found it bizarre that sort of like, like people, and then people would sort of write the passive aggressive one. Mm. Like on Facebook, I noticed, really bummed that the Stones aren't touring, but I totally understand why. Mm, so come on. Excuse me? Yeah. Like, why, why is it your permission for him to go and grieve his partner? But here is the great problem with society, which is I understand that there is an element of celebrities get a really spectacular life and they get a lot of money and they get a lot. But the idea that celebrities are no longer people, that they're property yeah. and that, you know, the, it is their job to entertain you. The reality is, yes, of course, the Rolling Stones have had a charmed life. They're worth millions and millions of dollars. But at the same time, there are a lot of everyday things that super famous people can't do that you take for granted. Mm. And I guarantee you, as a nobody who thinks they want to be a somebody, yep. you would it would suck to not be able to go to the shops and get a f- can of Coke, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, it would really suck. Yeah. And so if you get into a situation where a horrible personal oh. thing happens to you, to turn around and then say, mate, um, I bought your record in... 1979, yeah. I think you owe me a <laughs> yeah. favour. Yeah. What? Yeah, I've got your best off CD, yeah. mate. Play for me. <laughs> exactly. Just, like, please. And also, what I found really annoying were the people in the news media mm. who were trying to go trawling for people who would bitch and whinge about it. There oh, was a reporter yeah. from Channel 10 who tweeted out, and I just other people would have done this as well, but mm. it's like... Um, Anyone bummed about missing the Rolling Stones, oh, please on. get in touch, like on Twitter. And it's like... Why? Yeah. Why is our default position not this is a horrible set of circumstances? Best of luck when they, they'll come back when they can come back. Correct. But let's let, let the guy go home and lay his wife to rest for Christ's yeah, sake. Yeah, please, please. All right, more of Paul and Rachel's serious talk time a little later in the program. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on. Sorry. Apparently, I have to wake up now. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. The little podcast this week is live in your ears. Uh, the very good people of Sky News mean that it happens here. Yes, 9pm, PM live. Check it out every night except for Fridays and Saturdays. Yeah, correct. God love you. <laughs> <laughs> and we are in the uh, the boardroom here of the VIP section of uh, Virgin and Virgin Australia. Um, no money's exchanged hands. They've just been very kind to yes. us. So be kind to them. I am on my second English breakfast tea and they don't make a bad one, I tell you. I am making the very best of the freelance lifestyle at the moment, <laughs> P. Murray. 
I am really enjoying the fact that I am no longer working 16-hour days, which was my life for a number of years. Correct. And I am uh, I'm, I'm doing really well at it. One of the things that I did on uh, during the week is I went and saw a little concert at the Opera House. Young Indonesian girl, 14, pianist, right? Wow. Random concert, yeah, right? Wow. But I was staying in the city and I thought, oh, bugger it, it's on. Let's go and see it. So we went and saw it. Now, it was amazing. And it's one of those things where you sit down and you watch this girl who is 14, she's playing Rachmaninoff and she's oh. playing it with an incredible amount of emotion and skill and you think to yourself, how strict are your parents? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Anyway, we watched the concert. It's wonderful. She's incredible, very impressive. But there was a woman there who was the MC for the event. She stood up and she said, it's my pleasure to MC the event. I'm thinking, okay, great, you know. Two seconds in... We realised that emceeing the event means that she just read from the program the about section oh. and sort of like, and it went on for a really long time. Yeah, it's going, this is not an event for well, the hearing I, impaired. It, I don't need to, a vision impaired. A vision impaired. You don't have to read me the program. Yeah, I can get through this. Anyway, we sit down, we watch the concert at the end. She gets up to sort of wrap things up. And she says a little piece about, you know, she, she reads this little piece of sort of motivational thing about people that commit themselves to something and dedicate their life. And, you know, it sort of, you know, it makes a little bit of sense. But at the end, she says she finishes the piece and she goes, some wise words there from L. Ron Hubbard. Oh! <laughs> and I... I you, you, have you just been to a little Scientology event? I turned around and noticed that there were Scientology people all around with You've brochures. You've stumbled into one. <laughs> I, You've stumbled into the big one. I have spent $10 on a Rachmaninoff concert that is actually a Scientology event. Oh. And the guy that I was there with went up to one of the people who was standing there with a whole pile of flyers and thought, oh, it's a program. I'll go up and ask them for a program. So he's gone up and said, could I get a program? And they've turned around and said, actually, it's, you know, the path to purity or happiness or whatever it is. And, and he's like, oh, <laughs> that's, that's not quite what I was after. We'd accidentally ended up at a Scientology event. That's fantastic. It was wonderful music. Terrible ideas. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. And with full tummies, full hearts, and full bags that have to be taken somewhere else. Yes, because we're at the airport. It is a ta-da from Paul and Rach. Thank you for downloading. Don't forget to five stars, subscribe, all of that. Yeah. Now, we uh, obviously usually uh, we've had a couple of weeks off the old Rach Reads of Porno. We are hoping it will be back probably labelled as Rach's story time. Correct. Legal uh, limbo. Yes, legal limbo it is in. So we've got to uh, find another way to get the podcast out this week. We've done I Dreamed a Dream of Dreamy Dream. Uh, and I thought we'd sing a brand new song. Ooh. If you will uh, I'm not sure if you can even get the lyrics online So we're going to have to make it up But essentially it's not terribly hard Because it's called Sexercise Have you heard of this yet, Paul Murray? No, I'm watching it as we speak and This is Kylie Minogue at the ripe old age of 40-something Putting on a Ooh. white unitard Which she looks spectacular in Ooh. Don't want to detract from that Certainly, just pause for a second yep. She's uh, certainly as uh, as aged meat She's aged a lot better than Madonna Oh, she is I mean, she really is spectacular And you see her at her best uh, physically in this film, except for the fact that she's d- gone the Rihanna way of things, which is subtlety, be gone. Yeah, be gone. Read between the lines, forget about it. No more wake, making whoopee. No more waking whoopee. No more I want to hold your hand. If We've gone from those kind of songs to let's f- 
<laughs> Have a look at sexercise. Oh, okay. So she's uh, she's. Oh dear, dear. <laughs> Uh, all right, so she seems. Oh dear. Okay, she's sort of she's uh, leaning all over pummel horses. She's clearly in some sort of odd oh, nut. No. Oh. Yes. Okay. The, the uh, gym balls. The touch. Oh, okay, that's enough. Don't I'm just, you yeah, think that's just there is it. an age at which? I mean, I get it, right? I get it. You have sex. Yeah. Do we need to be bouncing up and down on the top of balls? Yeah, the gym balls, the one leg in the air gym balls just going, geez, I wonder what they're simulating. Do we need to be squatting? In, I mean, do, what is going on? What happened to romance? Exactly. What happened to romance? What happened to long walks along the beach? What happened to holding hands? What happened to bloody conversation? Yeah, P. correct, Murray? correct. What happened to when thrush and vibrators were a private matter? <laughs> Never discussed in public. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, Kylie Minogue. All right. See you next week. Ta-da. You're listening to Paul and Rach.